0: inspiring kid confidence
2: let's rewind back to november 26th 2021 i'm sure many of you were working off your food coma while anxiously anticipating a pretty big football game at the big house set for noon the next day on that friday night though there was another michigan game that didn't resonate as much at the time but had ripple effects for last season this upcoming season and likely seasons to come On November 26th, Michigan women's basketball surged past 16th-ranked Oregon State in a battle of unbeatens at the Daytona Beach Invitational. Sure enough, Michigan used that win and plenty of others to surge all the way to the Elite Eight for the first time in program history. Oregon State, they weren't so fortunate. They would not stay at that level, unbeaten, top 25 style. The Beavers would ultimately stumble to the WNIT. On that team and in that game, Greta Schrader was a starter for Oregon State as a freshman. She chose to head to Corvallis over several other finalists during her high school recruitment, one of which was Michigan. Yet on that day, as we'll hear on this show, Camp Schrader saw a better team on the other side, saw a more physical team on the other side. Now, when you're going through the recruiting process, you're always operating without Complete knowledge. You can gather as much information as possible, but you still have to predict a little bit, project some in order to make the best possible decision. After one year, Camp Schrader decided that Oregon State was not the best place for her, so the former McDonald's All-American entered the transfer portal. It was not an instant process. She took her time, but Camp Schrader elected to come to Ann Arbor. As we'll talk about with her, Camp Schrader made this decision based on a number of factors. She considered several other options, too, because, again, this is a complicated and super important decision to make. But that decision ended up being Michigan. It's pretty wild to consider that Michigan and Oregon State ended up playing last season after Camp Schrader had Michigan and Oregon State as two of her finalists and, of course, picked the latter as her choice for her freshman year. You know, Power Five non-conference games aren't super common, and the Wolverines and Beavers had never played in women's basketball before last season. Who knows how things may have played out had Camp Schrader not seen the maize and blue in action and come away as impressed as she was, but now... Going into her sophomore year, she is a Michigan Wolverine and one filled with potential hoping to add to the program that she was so impressed by in a loss for her former team last year. Let's get to know the newcomer for Michigan women's basketball, Greta Camp Schrader, coming up here on this week's edition of Defend
1: the Block.
0: We're talking Michigan basketball.
1: Welcome to Defend the Block, where we'll take you inside the basketball programs with interviews, analysis, and so much more. Now, here's your host,
2: Brian Bush. This summer, we have been profiling some of the new members of the Michigan basketball family. We continue that with Greta Campschrader, who is here with Michigan Women's Basketball. Uh, Greta, Welcome. How have the first few weeks gone for you?
1: Thank you. Um the first few weeks have been great. Um everyone's been super welcoming. Ann Arbor's awesome. Um so it hasn't been um a super hard adjustment so far. It's been good.
2: So I'll go broadly first and I've asked this to some of the others we've talked to who are, are joining the program. Why Michigan?
1: Yeah. Um I think just the, one of the biggest things that stands out with, um, this team and this program is their competitive culture. Um, I think coach Rico has done a really great job at just, um, you know, turning this program into something that people should be scared of. And I think, um, you know, they've been on the rise the past few years and I, you know, I want to help the team, you know, keep going, keep going, up, keep going forward, keep going up and, um, you know, hopefully reach a final four. So um, yeah, just the competitive culture. Um, Obviously, you know it's a little bit closer to home. So there's a lot of pros for being here.
2: I wanna dissect that a little bit because you mentioned the competitive nature, the Mm -hmm. the slogan for the program as of late has been, they want to be the hardest working program, the Mm -hmm. hardest working team in the nation. How Mm -hmm. have you seen that? I know it's early, but these are not wasted days and weeks here in Mm -hmm. June, July, and et cetera.
1: No, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, you get just, like, everyone's mentality here is, like, all right, like, we're going to, you know, we're going to work hard. Yeah, like you said, we're going to work harder than anybody else in the country. And um, it's something you want to be around, um, I think. I've already... You know, I can already feel myself getting better, like, super quickly. And I feel like I'll be, like, noticeably better by the end of the summer, which is great. Um, but it's not even just, like, on the court. It's in the weight room. It's when we're doing conditioning. Like, we had 7.30 a.m. conditioning this morning, and girls were just grinding it out. And everyone embraces um, the the challenge, and it makes it so much more fun. So, yeah, I mean, you. I mean, when they say they're the hardest working team in America, I mean, there's no doubt that they are, or we are. So,
2: See you... Mention you're closer to home after mm-hmm. spending last season at Oregon State. Uh, you are an Illinois native. Mm-hmm. What did it mean to your family, to your friends, when you told them, "Hey, I'm I'm, I'm coming to Ann Arbor. There are going to be games where I'm going to play in the state." I mean, that has to make things a heck of a lot easier from just a mental and emotional standpoint.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm super excited. I have tons of friends and family who are just, um, have some connection to the Big Ten. Um, my my dad went to Indiana, I mean, things like that. My mom went to Illinois. And so, um, no, I'm super happy to be back in the Big Ten and just, yeah, getting to play closer to home, getting to see my family more often, seeing friends more often. Um, you know, growing up, I always thought I was going to play in the Big Ten. So um, it's it's super cool and I'm really excited.
2: So you were... Uh, obviously going through the recruiting process as a high schooler recently you spent one year uh, at Oregon State I know Michigan was close at that point Mm -hmm. so what changed once you decided hey I want to leave Oregon State I want to try to see what else is out there and move to a different program was there something significant that changed between the time you committed elsewhere to here or was it just hey you know Maybe maybe I do need to reevaluate and look a little bit closer at, at Coach Rico and at this Michigan program.
1: Yeah, I mean, d- I mean, definitely seeing the way that they've improved and the way that Coach Rico has turned this program around is like, something that caught my eye. And I I did see it in high school; they were getting better and better each year. Um, I think once th- we played Michigan when I was at Oregon State. We played Michigan earlier this year, and I think there was just like a moment in the game where I was. I mean, they were so like gritty and so intense and. I just felt like they were at a whole different level and we were I you know they deserved to win the game when we played them and I was like I, I want to play for a team like that like this isn't it's not fun being on the other end when you're you know afraid of these girls who are just like you know working their butts off and they, they want it more so I wanted to be on the the team that wanted it more and who was competing harder so I think that was something that definitely caught my eye so when I decided I wanted to leave and I wanted more of that like competitive culture Michigan was like one of the first schools that came to mind so
2: and it's interesting because now with the transfer portal with a lot more movement in college basketball mm-hmm. it, it it does feel like hey, you know, if you're if you're close with a player you know, you want to try to keep it respectful because you never know how their career is going to cross paths. I mean, I'm sure, you know, it was a disappointment for for Coach Rico and the staff that you didn't come here the first time, Mm -hmm. but I'm guessing they handled it respectfully and that probably resonated with you.
1: Yeah, for sure. I had a great relationship with Coach Rico in high school and um, they were, yeah, one of my final schools. And so I've always had um, a lot of respect for this program. And so it's, it's really exciting to be able to have the opportunity to come back, come back to the Big Ten, um and yeah, get to play for Coach Rico.
2: Let's talk about your game. If someone is, you know, watching you for the first time or getting ready to describe yourself as a player. What are they getting ready to watch?
1: Yeah, I would say my biggest advantage is um I can play multiple positions. I've s i have I mean I started playing the five when I was younger and then in middle school, I started playing the wing and then I was playing point guard. And so I've played all five positions. So you can kind of put me wherever. I know this year I'm going to have to take um, a little bit of a point guard role and then I'll you know, I'll, I'll kind of be all over the place. I know some other girls will too, like Leah and all of them. So that's a big advantage with our team this year is I think we have a lot of versatile players, but um, that's one thing. I mean, I'm a hustler. I mean, I, I like to you know go rebound. I like to play defense. Um, I like to run the floor. Um, but I'm a shooter too, but, um, yeah, that's probably how I describe my game. Yeah. So
2: you mentioned, you know, one through five. So you've, Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, at a lower level of basketball, obviously last year in college. How does that experience of playing in all five positions help you on the floor? Where, where, where basketball is evolving in a way where mm-hmm. you know switching and and being able to defend multiple positions is so valuable. Mm-hmm. You've seen it from the eyes of a one, the eyes of a five, and everything in between. Mm-hmm. How much does that help you knowing? hey, if you're playing at a guard spot, knowing what the center might need
1: in that situation. Yeah, it's actually helped me a lot um, as I've stepped into this point guard position because I kind of know, like, all right, who needs to be aware? Like, what are they going to do? Like, what you know, stuff like that. And so um, it's definitely helped my IQ. I think it's helped my passing a lot. I would say I'm a pretty good passer. And, yeah, I think from playing multiple positions, it just, like, helps me, fi- yeah, figure things out. Um, so, yeah, no, it's playing multiple positions has um given me an advantage and I feel like just like has grown my knowledge of the game and um yeah
2: how much did you evolve from the moment you started getting ready for last season your first year in college basketball and now I mean do you notice a significant difference with your ability with your body with your stamina just in that one year of college hoops
1: yeah i mean first and foremost just the condition like conditioning sure. that you have to do to be in good shape i would say um, has gotten a lot better. I, I was definitely, you know, working hard, like going into college, trying to get in, into good shape. But, you know, once you start playing games, you're like, okay, like this is like, where you gotta be. So, um, I would say, yeah, my stamina has gotten a lot better in terms of that. Um, and then just, you know, like what, you know, what are you going to work on when you're you know, on your own and you're off time? Like, I think a lot of players when they're younger, they don't like know like what to work on or like what, you know, what's good when you're like with your trainer or whatever. And I think now I understand, like, okay, these are the things I need to work on. I don't need to be super fancy. Like, it's really just, like, the basic fundamentals and stuff like that. So um, I would say my training has gotten better. And, yeah, definitely conditioning has gotten a lot better. So
2: what are you zeroing in on this offseason? Well, let's talk individually. Are there certain areas you're saying, I mean, you mentioned, you know, playing at the point that that requires such a unique skill set. But what are some things, hey, you know, I need to accomplish by early November this, this, and this if I feel like I'm going to give myself the best chance.
1: For sure, yeah. I mean, like I said, stepping into the point guard spot, my handles have to be tight. And so I think um, just working on that every day, making sure that they're sharp. um, And then I would say just finishing around the rim. I mean, I I can shoot, but being able to um, get to the rim and be a threat down low as well is big. So I'd say those are the two main things I'm working on right now.
2: Your early impressions of the team as a whole. Again, you haven't been here too long, but just your overall vibe and, and how welcoming all the players and the staff members have been to you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they've been great. Um, you can definitely tell, like, the intensity of the girls. I mean, they get it from Coach Rico, which is great because everyone's kind of, like, has the same mentality and the same mindset, you know, what, what we of what we want to accomplish. And so... Um, that's been super cool, and then the girls just in general as people are super cool. Like we can turn it on and off. Like once we get to the gym, it's like all right, it's it's business, it's time to work. But then outside of practice, I and mean, we we have fun, and it's just a it's a good group of girls. I think Coach Rico and the staff have done a great job at recruiting some good people and some really great players, and um, yeah, the staff have been they've been very helpful with um, just helping me you know adjust, get set with everything. So yeah,
2: we know that you know that that matchup against Oregon State. Last year that you participated in, of course, I'm sure Nas was, you know, 1A and 1B on the scouting report, Mm -hmm. uh, and that's obvious. Who else kind of stood out to you way back in the non-conference of last season where you said, yeah, listen, I I know Nas is tough, but about her
1: yeah um I would say Danielle for sure yeah like as a point guard just like her intensity and her leadership I mean you could see it from like the other side of the floor I was like wow like that that's the kind of leadership you want on your team and so um and and, you know stepping into the point guard spot a little bit this year I definitely want to kind of carry that over because I know they're missing her a little bit so um, yeah, I would say Danielle and then Leah Brown as well. I mean, she was like, it was like one of her first games back mm-hmm. from being injured and she was still, you know, balling out. So, um, yeah, those were some of the players that stood out for sure.
2: You said the, uh, you said the two F words. Now the one F word we have to edit out here on the podcast, but the two F words are final four. That is the goal. That would be the natural progression for this program. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like this program's willing to embrace that expectation. There's mm-hmm. a ton of work that goes into that, but do you get that feel that, yes, th- this is a Final Four type mentality? We don't know if it's going to be a Final Four type team because that's a long way off, but from mm-hmm. a mentality standpoint, do you think this team embraces that?
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, it's it's crazy. I, I mean, I don't think I've ever been around a group of girls that are this um, driven mentally and physically. I mean, they're Everybody, I think people want it. We're already talking about it, like outside of practice, we're talking about wanting to go to a Final Four, and um, I think people are willing to do what it takes to get there. And I know Nas was such a big part of this team last year, and such a big part of the way this team has evolved the past few years, and has made it to where it's at right now. But um, I still think that we have a lot of talent, and um, especially a lot of really great guards, and um, I think we're gonna. Um, Definitely make a name for ourselves this year, you know. So, uh,
2: a little bit about you as a person uh, when you're not playing basketball or thinking about basketball. What does what does a hobby or what does kind of the off time look for you?
1: Yeah, Um, I like reading. Um, If I'm yeah, I like reading sometimes, and then I would say I'm really big into art, so I like paint or I'll draw a little bit. I, I've been doing art since I was really young, so those are probably like the two main things. But if I'm at home, I like to bake with my mom too. So, okay.
2: what yeah. style of art? I mean, you mentioned drawing or, or painting. Like, yeah. So, what do you have? Like a favorite piece that you've done?
1: Yeah, um, I'm really. I like watercolors, which it sounds like so like childish. Like, oh, but like no. There's some really cool like things you can do with watercolors. I would say my favorite thing that I've done is I did a little piece of my dad's motorcycle i have like so I, I it's funny i drew um when i was like eight years old i drew my dad my dad's had like eight different motorcycles so i drew his motorcycle when i was like eight and it, it's it, it was like kind of good but like you know i was eight years there was old some upside there yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so i was like okay like it was i think it was last christmas not this past one but the one before i was like okay i'm gonna like i'm gonna do the same thing but with his motorcycle that he has now so i i painted his motorcycle and, and it turned out pretty cool. So I like that one. I gave it to him as a gift for Christmas. wow so. ah, that's nice. Yeah, a kind of progression. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean. that's good. So, uh, any great spots you've experienced so far in ann arbor restaurants things to do hike something like that
1: yeah um we've been going i don't know like what it's called specifically but we've been going to the docks i guess like that's what people Mm -hmm. call them um Mm -hmm. but over by the river and just like hanging out and swimming so that's been super fun um i think the downtown area is just super cool like there's yeah there's a lot of things to do um I mean like I said, is it called Manny or Manny? The restaurant?
2: Uh I think it's Manny, Ma- Manny? Osteria. Yes. Okay, I've yeah. In yeah. there it's very good, yes. Yeah,
1: okay. So Manny, yeah that yeah, that place is good. They have some good pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, obviously Zingerman's is just sure. like an iconic spot. So yeah, that was good. All so.
2: right, good. I'm, I'm glad we, we talked about this a little beforehand. And sometimes I get like a chain restaurant. It's like, no, no you've got it. Hey, those are fine too, but yeah. you've got to expand your horizons. And you've done that in quick mm-hmm. order. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, just the, the camaraderie of the team off the floor. How how has that gone? I mean, it seems like it's been pretty seamless from your perspective and, and and how valuable are those types of opportunities this time of year where there's only so much time you can spend in in any sort of like actual, you know, organized team activity. Mm-hmm. Obviously you can still go get some shots up and work out, but how valuable is that to build a team, especially considering you're new. There's some freshmen coming in. There was a lot of changes, stuff along those lines.
1: Yeah, um, I mean the girls I and mean, we hang out like every single day, which is super cool and it has brought us like closer together. So uh, it's it's great. I mean, I I do think it's super important to you know hang out and bond outside of basketball it just makes like being at practice so much easier and I feel like we're more connected um I was lucky at Oregon State to kind of have a similar situation we were all super close so you never know like when you go to a new school how the girls are going to be but it's been great so far and so it's super cool seeing how close they are off the floor and um yeah it just makes things yeah in practice and in workouts so much more fun
2: Great yeah. stuff. Greta, uh, enjoyed the visit, continued success, and I know a lot of fans are excited to see what uh, what you can bring to the table this season.
1: Thank you. I'm excited.
2: It is still so interesting because of how things played out. The fact that Michigan and Oregon State played in women's basketball last season, that Greta had a chance to face off against a team that, that she very seriously considered as her first destination in college. Uh, and, and to me, you know, it's one thing to be impressed with the personnel that a program has because that can ebb and flow, but but some of the stylistic or just the way that Michigan played, the non-negotiables, their approach, their hunger, their drive, that they wanted it more, uh, that they deserved to win that game. Those are the things that, regardless of personnel, you can always instill in a program, uh, and, and Greta wanted that. She is embracing that and obviously making a significant move from Oregon State to Michigan. Now, closer to home, that certainly helps for the Illinois native, uh, but that's a someone who really was very reflective. Uh, I think she was as all-encompassing in her process as you can be, because again, you don't know all the answers. You don't know exactly how you're going to fit in, but based on this conversation and, and how she talked and what she's discussed, uh, I think early returns are really good, and and I think Greta is going to be a huge impact for Michigan coming up this season. So thanks to Greta for her time. Thanks to Sarah Van Meter for her work in getting that conversation organized. Uh, thanks to all of you for listening. Uh, we've got a big episode of In the Trenches coming up for you on Wednesday, our final Michigan football classic for 2021. It's the Big Ten Championship game, Michigan and Iowa. Some of the other ones we broke down for you were suspenseful till the end. Not this one. Down the stretch, it was a coronation in Indy as Michigan won a Big Ten Championship. So excited to bring that to you coming up on Wednesday. We'll be back on Defend the Block next week with another This time on the men's side, we will have Joey Baker for you next week on Defend the Block. So thanks, as always, for listening, and Go Blue! Thanks for listening to today's edition
1: of Defend the Block, part of our Michigan Athletics Podcast Network, M-Go Blue Podcasts. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Michigan Sports Network.